From somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Yes, Mr. Robert, thank you very much. It is Mike, it is Mike Davidson lives. Thanks for downloading this go-around. Is uh, recording this late Sunday night into Monday. Uh, Happy Columbus Day slash Indigenous Peoples Day slash Canadian Thanksgiving slash Mattress Sales Day. If anybody celebrates any one of those. I don't. Uh, I guess it's technically still um, a federal holiday. I forget if the banks take it off or not. I know that uh, if, if a government office has a chance to take a day off. They friggin' will. Everybody else, though, back to work. That's how that goes. So it's it's not really much of a holiday. Uh, but if you observe whatever the hell I just uh, mentioned, knock yourself out, especially with the mattresses, because, yeah, you got to get ready for the holidays, right? You you really want family coming over this time around, right? Uh, I'm just glad to have my voice back. Tell you what else I'm glad to have back, my glasses, because uh, uh, I had been missing them for about a week now and what happened was uh we went to the pumpkin patch last weekend and i was carrying the boy and if you know anything about logan he likes to grab at things that aren't his especially my glasses so i took them off handed them to my wife thought i had them but then they went missing and i didn't know where they were i looked in all of our vehicles and my pant pockets drawers couches recliner all that stuff for a week was driving around without glasses. Not really supposed to do that. Uh, but yeah, you know, there's other things you could be driving around with that uh, could get you in trouble. And well, more on that later. Uh, you know, couldn't... Uh, I mean, I had to really do double checks at work. Because, I mean, I'm nearsighted. But it's just... It's it's such a hindrance not to have them. Because they do make things a lot easier. Didn't know where they were. Then finally, yesterday, Saturday morning... I'm in the kitchen. My wife's getting ready to go out on a, a morning walk. I'm with the kids. I'm making eggs. My wife walks over to me, hands me my glasses, and she goes, they were in my jacket pocket the entire time. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> I think she's slightly embarrassed about that, but I mean, yeah, whatever. We found them. By the way, she got her glasses now. She's got she, the first ever uh, prescription, and she's going to be using those to read, and she looks uh, pretty stylish in those, if I do say so myself. So, uh, oh, uh, before I get uh, too far into things, I saw this story out of Texas about this dumbass shoplifter. I think this was in a drugstore in Odessa. Uh, he uh, he shoplifted a gummy bear, and it caused him a little trouble because this isn't just any gummy bear. It's one of those uh, hot jalapeno, ghost pepper type of deals. And uh, th- these things get pretty hot. In fact, it's uh, made by a company called Flamethrower Candy. And this says, uh, believed to be 900 times hotter than the typical jalapeno. He ate this inside the store, immediately started sweating, uh, and uh, started drinking Powerades that uh, he didn't pay for. Went outside, started puking. It's kind of a, a lesson to be learned for all those uh, would-be shoplifters out there. Be careful what you take. In fact, uh, you, know, you might not want to take anything. But uh, it reminded me that uh, a couple weeks back that our neighbors, uh, he's got a green thumb, uh, David, he gave us some tomatoes, jalapenos, and habaneros. And uh, I, I did love the tomatoes. Jalapenos definitely had a kick. I tried the uh, one habanero. 
try to eat that, and I'm, I'm sorry, David, uh, a little too rich for my blood. Uh, it really did kick my ass. Uh, but yeah, you gotta be kind of careful uh, what you eat, especially the older you get, dude. Uh, but again, this guy uh, just made a mess of himself just trying to consume this hot ghost pepper jalapeno. Um, by the by, the way, um, some shitty football Thursday night. Uh, my Colts won. They beat the uh, Broncos 12-9 in overtime in a field goal fest, uh, which is saying something because uh, Matt Ryan's obviously too old to be playing football, and uh, Russell uh, Wilson is uh, way overpaid if this is the way the Broncos the Broncos uh, offense is going to be. It was a terrible game to sit through. Uh, un unlike um, uh, tonight's game, Sunday night football in Baltimore, Ravens and the Bengals. Ravens pulled that out over on Cincinnati. Tough game because, you know, divisional opponents, divisional rivals, um, and Ravens won on a last-second field goal. But just, you know, with Sunday night football and Thursday night football, uh, Sunday night football is going to get the better matchups. And to prove my point, uh, next Sunday night you got the undefeated Eagles taking on the 4-1 Dallas Cowboys. Whereas Thursday night football this week will have the Washington Commanders, uh, team formerly known as, yeah, 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 uh, against the Chicago Bears. And uh, some people are saying that this could be just as bad as the Broncos-Colts uh, game. I doubt it's going to get that bad. Uh, I don't think I can sit through that. All right, so uh, talking about things you're not supposed to drive with, uh, you know, an elevated BAC, never good. And kind of a, a small controversy here uh, in Northeast Indiana. I say small because I don't think anything's really going to come of it. Uh, but uh, Fort Wayne Mayor Tom Henry, Saturday night, uh, arrested for OWI. I guess he kind of wrecked his car, and uh, he was booked at the Allen County Jail downtown Fort Wayne. Uh, bonded out himself. Fortunately, nobody was injured. Um, and, you know, you, you go to the, the, the social media sites about this, and, uh, you know, if you're if you're a Democrat, you're going, well, it's a shame, but, you know, he's been a great mayor, and for you to, you know, cast stones is wrong. And you do have people that lean right that are uh, obviously just kind of rolling their eyes, shaking their heads, going, yeah, well, you know, the city's corrupt, and blah, 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 blah. My take on it is this. Uh, he's 70-something years old. Uh, he's actually going to run for a fifth term, apparently. I don't know if there's going to be much hay made of this. I want to say this. If the dude could survive the debacle that was uh, Red River Waste Management here in Fort Wayne, this thing won't hurt him. And people will probably vote him in again as mayor of Fort Wayne. Uh, if you don't know what uh, Red River is, uh, they're basically a waste management company that uh, went belly up, but uh, the city agreed to have their services a few years back, replacing a far more reputable company. And uh, Red, this, this was before all the uh, economic crap, like finding people to, to work jobs became a thing. This is before COVID. And this company would, for weeks, not pick up people's trash. It was bad. Uh, but the mayor did survive it and uh, won convincingly in a landslide. Um, I don't think that's going to change if he decides to run again. It won't. I, I, I guarantee it won't because the people that would vote against him, I think have pretty much moved out of city limits and are content to live outside of city limits. 
but you know, you, you, it does, um, it does kind of make you kind of stand back a little bit uh, when it comes to political things, uh, because it's gotten to the point where it doesn't matter who you vote for. If that's the person you're going to vote for, you're going to vote for them. You really don't care about their character flaws, and uh, it's it's gotten to be pretty entrenched, uh, especially these last ten years. So yeah, he's he's going to run again. He's in his seventies, and uh, yeah, that's just going to be a thing. Kind of like how uh, robots are going to fight all of our wars and sometimes someday enslave all of us. Uh, I got sent this by a friend. Uh, I guess this company, Boston Dynamics. Uh, I don't know if you saw the sixty minutes thing a years back. I, I kind of re uh, remember watching a YouTube clip about this, but they've got like the robot dogs and stuff. They got you know they're they're making uh, strides, if you will, in machines that can walk and perform tasks and all this stuff. Well, Boston Dynamics and six other companies, I think, took a pledge recently to say that they are not going to weaponize robots uh, in the near future. That's uh, off limits. They're not going to do it, and it, it's fine if you believe them i mean if, even if they are honest about this crap if they uh, these companies that have taken this pledge never ever weaponize robots somebody is going to weaponize robots because the technology is there and they can find a way to fight a cheaper war if they can find a way to fight a war with fewer casualties at least on their side they're going to do it so there's that on the uh, science making military a little more scary side of things. Uh, science poking holes at military type movies. Uh, you know the uh, the biggest movie of the year, Top Gun Maverick. I mean, just broke all sorts of records and uh, made Tom Cruise look like a certifiable genius when it kind of, uh, comes to going back to making old school action flicks. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, aka Doctor Killjoy, he does this. He'll go on Twitter and poke poke holes in, uh, into favored movies, people, things that people like because he's a know-it-all and you know you, you have to respect him being a know-it-all or some shit, I don't know. Uh, but basically, I guess there's a scene in the movie uh, where uh, Tom Cruise ejects from a plane that's going Mach 10.5, supersonic jet, Mach 10.5, kind of fast, uh, survives, walks away from it. Neil deGrasse Tyson on Twitter says, no, he, he'd be quite dead. He'd be dead, very dead. And he breaks it down to the point where uh, if if you were to eject from a plane, even if you didn't hit any debris, you're going so friggin' fast in this moment, so fast that it would literally tear you apart. Like um, he said it would be the equivalent of an earthworm being smashed by a glove wrapped in chainmail, like you know, a, a knight's glove. You'd be crushed by all the pressure and all that stuff going on. And it, you know, it's just like, man, it's just a movie. Uh, if if you want to po poke holes into things, where the hell were you uh, when they were making all these Jurassic Park sequels? Yeah, you can clone DNA and all this crap, but uh, after a, a disastrous dry run, Neil, uh, who, what, what insurance company would actually cover a park after that? And yet, uh, there we are, Jurassic World, years later, and people still getting eaten. You're, where, where was that tweet storm, Neil? Jesus. Um, but even, even if Tom Cruise didn't think out, uh, 
the little things in this movie. He knew what people wanted to see, and uh, therefore, if it made him a buttload of money, Neil, you, you can't argue against the genius of that. So there's that, and uh, I don't think Hocus Pocus 2 is going to curse your home. You know, this, uh, this, uh, this insane woman in Texas... Uh, you know, I, I get it. You know, some people are fundamentally Christian and they really don't care for witchcraft. Fine. But is anybody looking at Hocus Pocus 2 thinking this is the scariest movie ever? She's saying that it will uh, project curses into your house and uh, all sorts of evil will happen. Um, you know, I I think it's bad enough that Bette Midler's in the film. I don't need to go see it. Um <laughs> But uh, this woman's on uh, Twitter. I don't know how serious she is because, I mean, she could be serious, but it could be one of those things where uh, somebody's attention starved and uh, they want you to notice them so freaking bad. And uh, it's hard to tell anymore. Um, Hocus Pocus 2, bringing voodoo curses into your house. It's kind of funny because I was just, uh, before coming up doing the podcast, uh, Kathy Najimi, uh, who did the voice of Peggy Hill, by the way. She she plays one of the witches in there. And there's like this old uh, clip from way back in the day. Um, uh, what was this? Uh, Today's show. She was talking about how when she was playing a, a witch, she wanted to be very careful because she did not want to offend witches. This is back in the early 90s before uh, cancel culture became very popular. Uh, so to speak, and she's worried about actual witches being offended. It's almost like she's afraid of them, you know, putting a curse on her. So I find it kind of funny that everybody's poking fun out of this uh, this idiot woman for thinking this. At the same time, one of the actresses is like, yeah, I don't want to step on any witch's toes. <laughs> Going back to the early 90s here. Uh, but it also got me kind of thinking because um, AMC, it's a, uh, you know, I usually just kind of dial that up for background noise because, you know, it's edited, TV edited movies. It's not as good as watching them uh, streaming and uh, unabated. Uh, but I, I was like, kind of looking ahead because they got all sorts of horror movies uh, coming up. And they got, I guess, later on this week, they're showing The Exorcist in the middle of the day, like the 1970s Exorcist with Linda Blair. And yeah, they're going to cut some scenes out, but. You know, this woman's losing her shit over a Disney Plus sequel that's probably not as good as the original. And the original wasn't all that great to begin with, and it's a kid's movie. She's losing her mind over this. But, uh, uh, you know, at any given moment, you could turn on AMC and probably see something worse. And, you know, by worse, I'm doing the air quotes because, again, TV edit, they probably cut out a, a little bit of the gratuitous stuff. Okay, so um, there's that. Kind of got kind of on a Halloween bent here uh, because we are getting closer to that season. And, uh, yeah, speaking of deranged Karens, I don't know if this was a Karen or a Kyle, but uh, I alluded to uh, the Stranger Things uh, the yard decor out, I think, in, uh, was it Plainfield, Illinois, just outside of Chicago? Yeah. Uh, Stranger Things 4 had a, you know, monster streaming number, so to speak, this past year for Netflix. And there's the the scene where uh, Max, she's uh, taken up in the air because she's fighting Vecna, or Vecna is trying to attack her. And her eyes roll back in her head, and she's floating in the air without anybody touching her. And, of course, somehow uh, this family found a way to get this decoration off the ground, in a matter of speaking. 
and uh, it looked real convincing. And of course, everybody wanted to come in, gawk, take photos, and one neighbor was bitching about it. And so, uh, you know, they t complained to the town founders or the HOA. And uh, believe it or not, uh, the authorities sided with the Stranger Things family. Very cool. And, and uh, it's not that bad. It, it's so outlandish, uh, the decoration. Uh, you almost you can't believe what you're seeing, but at the same time, you really can't believe what you're seeing. It's not something you would call the cops about. Oh, yeah, somebody's floating in the middle of the air. If I saw that, man, I would stop and just, I would probably stand in there for like 45 minutes going, well, how the hell do they pull this off, right? It's not like one of these things where, um, you know, some guy takes a couple of mannequins and uh, puts one under a car to make it look like it got crushed by a wheel or, you know, it's just, pours red paint all over his porch like like a, a murder scene and then one of the neighbors calls because they actually think that's what it looks like because you know first glance you're like what the f yeah no this is uh this is pretty out there and i do like uh creative halloween decorations i just wish i had more of a budget and time to put them up because uh we got some pretty creative neighbors uh where we're at uh, just across the street from us they kind of added to their uh their repertoire tonight got a giant 10-foot ghost uh, that inflates, and our next door neighbor, uh, they they put up a fence with uh, you know the uh, contagion warning tape, and the strobe lights and zombies, and it looks really gross. And it's one of those things that would normally get the HOA called on you, but the beauty part of about our next door neighbors is. They are the heads of the HOA. So we got people here that don't have sticks up their asses when it comes to decorating for Halloween. It's pretty cool. Um, but I do have that story linked up on the Mike Davidson Facebook page, as is um, this story. Um, it's it's basically a how-to. And, uh, you know, I, I told you that last week the, the family and I went to the pumpkin patch. We've got our pumpkins. Haven't done anything with them yet. The, the girls really want to paint theirs. Um I'm holding off because I want to, you know, cut and dig into mine and sculpt something out of it that looks reasonable and makes me feel important. Um, but uh, they, I linked this up on the Mike Davidson Facebook page, too, because it's like, uh, you know, how to avoid pumpkin uh, jack-o'-lantern rot this Halloween so your uh, your pumpkin doesn't become an ooey-gooey, maggoty mess, as, uh, as the article states here. And just thinking about maggots just makes me... <laughs> Um, and, you know, these are good common sense things, but um, I, I, there's one I really want to point out to you, um, and, and maybe you can spread this around as well. You, you don't carve your pumpkin the first friggin' week of October. You wait until, you know, your day's out from Halloween to do that. That's kind of a common sense thing. That's how you avoid the maggots, man, because, you know, you're late, you know, early fall compared to late fall and you know when you start cutting into fruits and vegetables they rot i thought that was just kind of a given there but uh it it kind of reminds me of how every year there's that story for uh, the, the people that deep fry their turkeys every thanksgiving and make sure you don't do this on a wood uh, deck and make sure you don't do it inside because it could spill over and catch your house on fire and uh you, it's like it's the first time ever anybody's ever done any of this shit. And it's like, yeah, I'm just imagining adults going, huh, 
Maybe I should wait. But I don't think it mentions it anywhere in the article. I was just glancing at the stuff, and I was like, yeah, I know how to do that. I know how to do that. Why are you posting this the first friggin' week of October? I don't know. Um, but that is up on the Mike Davidson Facebook page as well. Uh, that does remind me, because um, I kind of have I've done a comic book-themed jack-o'-lanterns i did one for batman the animated series which was just the silhouette i did one that was a silhouette of wolverine that was pretty cool uh but a couple years back i had a really bad one because i i overestimated my talent greatly when it comes to these things um because uh, i'm a big fan of the movie the dark knight i'm a huge batman fan and i loved heath ledger's performance as the joker and uh, i got a stencil of his face from uh after he kind of gets his clock cleaned in the uh, interrogation scene. And I wanted to use that as the Jack Lantern. And I tried cutting it, and it was probably the worst. I might as well have just put my fist through the frickin' pumpkin, man. It would have been a better story. Um, so I, the lesson I learned there is like, okay, I'm not a sculptor. Uh, the fewer lines I have to make, the fewer cuts I have to make, the better. But I don't want it to be just the simple triangle square tooth smiley one because anybody can do that i just want to fool people into thinking that i'm talented so there's that okay so uh every every episode here in october i, I kind of wrap up with uh, a scary place a haunted place right um or an alleged scary place haunted place uh because i you know i kind of want to you know you know keep that whole ghost story thing up and running and uh, a few episodes back, I alluded to a place called Oki Pinoki, which is uh, just, um, where is it, southeast of Peru, here in Indiana, just south of the Wabash River, and it's along the uh, the banks of the Mississippi River, which goes in to the Wabash. And uh, I was going to take the, the girls and the boy out there a few weeks back, but they've closed off the trail to vehicles. Uh, for the next five years because of polluters and uh, people littering and some other things have happened down there and the only way you can get there is if you hike and that would kind of add to the spookiness if my kids were older no way in hell I was going to walk but you know I, I had somebody asking me well what the hell is Okie Pinokie well I mean that's that's basically what I told you uh, what this place where this place is uh, but it's got some um, Native American connotation to it. Uh, it used to be very swampy back in the day and marshy. And, um, you know, there, there's some uh, decaying bodies that were found there, apparently. That's the that's the old legend. There's some other stuff that gets a little spooky, too. Uh, may or may not have been a burial site for uh, Native Americans. Could have been a battlefield. And um, there's uh, a lot of spirits in the trees, they say. They say if you drive down the gravel road, which you can't anymore because of, you know, litterers, uh, the trees will begin to swarm and intertwine, and you will come above a circle. I mean, you'll you'll uh, come to the end of the uh, the drive. There's a circle that leads out to the uh, the river, and it said that when you're out in the circle and you whistle, somebody in the woods will whistle back kind of creepy it's also said that uh, you can hear a pig squeal dogs barking it's almost like it's right next to you but there's no animals there and uh, you can hear screaming at times there's a story associated with that but it kind of makes me uh, wince as a father 
Now, traveling along a path, you'll find trees that have indents that appear to be much like uh, that of uh, deer antlers. But uh, they're horizontal instead of vertical and have a place for an opposable thumb. Do not. <laughs> do not go here unless you really want to be terrified is what the caption says here. And don't bring a Ouija board out there. You know, you shouldn't have a Ouija board in your house, let alone go out to the creepy woods. Uh, but apparently there was a murder out there uh, just a couple years back, and they used it as a site for uh, because of this place. So maybe that's another reason why it's shut off to the public. Just the bad uh, mojo. Even, um, even if you don't believe the place to be haunted, some people do, and they want to add to that legend. And... Uh, I got kind of a shiver thinking about that, really. Um, but if you uh, if you know of any haunted places, any places that have uh, uh, you know some sort of folklore to it, um, you know here in Northeast Indiana, somewhere in Ohio, wherever the hell you live, uh, feel free to message me privately on uh, the Mike Davidson Facebook page, and we'll kind of keep that going. Uh, but that's pretty much it for now. Until next time. Stay fresh, Jesus. You've been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at Facebook.com backslash M Davidson Live. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at Davidson Live.